guys, welcome to Beverly Explains It All. Thank you for tuning in. Today I will be discussing the ups, the downs, and the all around of friendships. Okay, I just want to put it out there. It is hard to make friends as an adult. You know, it's not like we're just kids on the playground anymore. So, like, where do you find them? And what do you say? I mean, it's so awkward. It's like, hi, uh, you want to be my friend? Um, yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? So, I just want to give some tips and ideas on how to do this. First off, where to meet people. So, obviously, there's the run-of-the-mill bar, club, lounge situation. But I find, like, most adults, we don't really do that much anymore. Or, you know, not as much as we used to, you know, back in the day. But, I don't know, bars and things, it's just not really in, I guess. And it's hard to meet people. It's loud. It's uncomfortable. Anyway, I'm a big fan of meetup.com. I mentioned this site in the previous episode. On their homepage, it literally says the people platform where interests become friendships. On this site, you just type in the search bar what kind of events you're looking for and what city you live in, and a bunch of events pop up. I've done some really fun trivia nights, karaoke, dancing. Um, I've done some women's groups. I've met some really cool people over the years. So I highly recommend you checking out that site, especially if you're just new to an area. If you pop on there, you can just build a new community. I've met some really cool people in groups that I've joined. Uh, I played kickball with an organization called Waka out here in LA. Uh, I even went on a cruise with the organization. I met even more people and it was a time, y'all. I mean, it was fun. If anybody from out there from Waka is listening, Waka, 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 oi, oi, oi. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good time. What I love about joining groups is that there's kind of like an already built-in community And, you know, you're going to like what they like. They like what you like. That's why you're there. And, of course, that goes hand in hand with classes. Like, I've played tennis most of my life, and I always try try to pop into a tennis class every once in a while. But it doesn't even have to be sports, y'all. Just think of what interests you, like, be it art classes, writing groups, or classes. I mean, I love this because you already have people to read your stuff. They're there. There's book clubs, trivia nights, professional development groups. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's music. I know it's bold, but you could join a band or a choir, which actually leads me to another great place to meet people, church or temple or your religious spiritual place, you know, the place where you worship, if that's your thing. It's mine. I've met some dope people at church. And I'll say, you know, at first I was nervous to hang out with them outside of church because I was like, oh, man, I'm like. I don't know what if I offend them, because I kind of just say what comes to my mind. Hello, the name of the podcast, Beverly Explains It All. I often put my foot in my mouth. I try not to, but it happens, you know, and I'm like, dang, I don't want them looking at me side-eyed on Sundays, but, you know, I'm me. I'm sorry, but I've given it a chance, and, you know, they're real people, uh, duh. We're all there at church or temple, wherever you go. Everybody is just the same kind of you know we all have our own issues problems we all bleed red we're real life human beings so it's all good and i've met some really 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 cool people from church so of course there's work there's online communities which happen to be great if you're shy or an introvert i always say just be careful of online situations because you never know please don't make this turn into a true crime podcast y'all don't be like this girl beverly told me to meet such and such Mm -mm, no no (laughs) Uh, but honestly, I'm in so many online groups on Facebook. It's kind of nuts. And 
what I love is just I meet people that I probably never really meet in real life. You know, I've learned a lot of things from people. Just it's cool. Sometimes I talk to these people online more often than I talk to my in real life friends because I'm just like used to checking in on Facebook. I check it on them. It's convenient. It just becomes kind of a ritual because I'm already online. So some people have told me they've met friends on dating apps. It hasn't worked for me, but I'm just letting you know some resources. You never know. Swipe right. might meet your new best friend. Also, don't forget about meeting friends through friends. Sometimes this can be tricky because if you hang out with a new friend without the old friend, the old friend may get jealous. I mean, I don't know if that's maybe a girl thing or just a young person thing, Um, but I've experienced that in the past. But give me a break. We're all adults. Like, Let's just all get along here. We should be able to. Once you join that group or class and see people you want to meet, what do you say? I find it easiest to be yourself. Just don't fake the funk and try to be someone or something you're not because you usually are not as smooth as you think you are. And eventually you'll probably get caught. And honestly, is it really fun pretending to be someone you're not just to impress somebody else? It's not. (laughs) So just be you. And if they don't like you, screw them. I mean, those aren't your peeps. That's not your tribe. When I see someone I want to meet or I think has that friendship potential, I just start by introducing myself. If I met them in a group or a class, I might tell them why I'm there. Like, yo, hey, I'm Bev. Man, I'm so rusty at tennis. I used to play in high school, a little bit in college. My serve is so off, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And this will usually lead them to speak to you. Then you can catch their vibe or at least get their name and kind of go from there. Another way to talk to these potential friends, I'd like to call them potential. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me. But another way to talk to these potential friends is to ask them open-ended questions. You know, something that gets them to say something other than yes or no, like more than that one word response. And if you're an introvert, you can think of some questions before you go to the event so you can be ready just in case you meet someone you think you might click with. And the biggest thing to me is like, also remember, everyone feels awkward or shy sometimes. I mean, I consider myself to be pretty extroverted, but yeah, I get anxiety. I mean, I push through most times and, you know, I have to know in my heart that this person isn't feeling me, then they're just not for me. Like, don't force it. If it feels weird, just excuse yourself and try with somebody else. Next off, I would say a smile goes a long way, as well as eye contact. I mean, I usually do like a little head nod, like, hey, what's up? You know, smile, like, hey kind of acknowledging them. So it's just not like really out of the blue if I go speak to them later. And also, okay, so it's said that people remember those who use their name. I find this really true. If I'm in a conversation with somebody and they're like, oh, Beverly, I'm like, oh, they they know my name. Like they, they remember me. Okay. You know, so and then I'm like, oh crap, what's their name? Or <laughs> I'm like, I better uh, write that down. Like, okay, let me get, make sure I don't forget it because that's embarrassing, especially if somebody knows you. But it just, it, it like adds that personal touch and it just shows that you're paying attention. So if you meet somebody you like, jot down their name in your head and throw it out there in the sentence or two. And also don't forget to listen. Friendships go both ways. It's not all about you. That person could be looking for a new friend too. Then there's some friendships that you don't have to make. You know, the ones that are already built in. And those are with family and family friends. To me, these are the most sacred of friendships because generally they're the longest. You know, these are the people who know you best because they've seen you grow up or you've seen them grow up. 
and they've seen you evolve. They've been there for the highs and the lows. And they usually know more about you than most people. You share that unspoken bond that innately brings you closer. You know, you can really trust these people. Like, they're your ride or dies. They'll help you <laughs> bury the body. <laughs> it's like, look, for example, my sister, I know she will always have my back and I will always have hers. And we literally can have a full-blown conversation with just a couple of looks. Like, eh, eh, yeah. And we don't have to say anything. I mean, my poor husband will just be like, what? Huh? What, what, how, what are you guys talking about? But we got it. We we know what we're talking about, which is just, it's so comforting. I'm like, look, look over there. And she just, she knows. <laughs> anyway, don't forget to treat these people as special as they are. Like, oh man, for Valentine's Day, we had, we have, or I have a very close family friend who just out of the blue sent me chocolates. I damn near cried, honestly. I was like, what? what? There's a package for me? I asked my husband, I was like, babe, did you send me these? And he was like, no. And I'm like, oh, I have a secret admirer. He's like, all right, you just open the chocolates, girl, open the chocolates. But it came from one of my like mom's best friends that I knew just growing up. It was from her son and he's a family friend. And I'm just like, wow, he thought of me out of the blue. I mean, he literally just made my day, literally made my day. So I'm just saying, don't forget to just make someone's day. You can do that. You have that ability and it's just so special. These friendships are sacred. So are those really, really old friendships. You know, like those friends you literally did meet on the playground, maybe your old neighborhood friends that you were forced to be friends with because of proximity. You know, the ones you thought you would like never be friends with, but because you live so close, you didn't really have a choice. And then they're literally still your friend 20 years later. Your friends from high school, college, elementary school. I love these friendships. I mean, most of my old friends live across the country. Uh, I'm from Maryland. I came out here for college back in the day. I won't say how long ago, but back in the day. So it's kind of hard to keep in touch with those friends. But when I do, it's just literally like we didn't skip a beat. We just start where we left off and it's, it's just so comforting. It's, it's my chosen family. It's your chosen family. We can talk about old stories or memories and laugh about them. Like we're really just hearing them for the first time and just be talking about them for hours. I love it. And it's really important to keep these friendships, but I know everyone's busy. It's hard, but there's Zoom. You can always shoot a text. Over the pandemic, I used to have live virtual like happy hour uh, with my friends. And, I mean, it was fun. It was really fun. It, it felt like we were together. I love that feeling. Don't forget about the power of a handwritten letter. I always go to the dollar store like once or twice a month and just get a bunch of assorted cards, you know, um, like thank you cards, happy birthday, thinking of you. And every once in a while, I'll just send out one to my homies and let them know that I'm thinking about them. And usually it sparks up a phone conversation and usually that conversation lasts for hours. But yeah, you know, if you haven't done that to one of your old time friends in a long time, do it, do it. Just, I challenge you to do that. See what happens. Because you know, these are the people that will help you bury that body. So this leads me to frenemies and friendship breakups. Yeah, I know. It's hard. It's hard. But I think we've all been in that challenging friendship before. You know, being that friend who's jealous for whatever reason or bad communication issues, differing values. I mean, I personally cannot stand passive aggressive behavior. I don't want to be guilt tripped or if you're upset about something, be an adult. 
don't avoid, just say something. Because at least then there's an opportunity to talk about it and see if the issue can be fixed, you know? There's no need for drama. We all have that overdramatic friend. <laughs> I'm kind of laughing thinking like all my friends are probably like, uh, Beverly, that's you. But no, I mean, I, I'm like, I'm theatrical, but <laughs> I don't know about overdramatic. But no, seriously, like we have that friend who causes drama, who stirs the pot, who's just like always in someone's business. That's just not, it's not cool. It's not fun. I have some friends who I like to call the Eeyores. You know, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. He's always like, well, it's gray outside. And if I'm like, uh, we live in Southern California, the sun's shining. Well, there's a big rain crowd. Like, it just seems like there's always something wrong. And man, it's just draining. And if you got to let that person go, let him go. It's very important to have healthy boundaries in a friendship. Because like I said earlier, friendships go both ways. Now, I consider myself to be a good friend, maybe to a fault. Because there have been many times that I have been burned. I mean, I'm not trying to turn this into an explicit podcast, but like, look, I have been, some friends, I have been effed over. Like they have screwed me. And that's when it is time for a friendship breakup. Not all friendships last forever. What do they say? Some friends are there for a reason, season, or a lifetime. I really believe this. I mean, reflect on some of the friendships that you've had, right? Do you think they were there for a reason, season, or a lifetime? I've done this, and sometimes I'm really surprised at the outcome. One reason that could cause a friendship to come to an end is just outgrowing each other, or, you know, you grow apart. You never know where life will lead you, and sometimes you just lose that connection, and it's okay. Another reason could be life changes. Marriage, for example. You know, when I got married, there are several people that I thought were pretty good friends that I'm no longer friends with. I mean, mostly guys, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why. The guys, they're like, oh, she's with him. Okay, well, peace out. It's not working. We're not friends, whatever. Fine. Cool. Got it. But also some of my single girlfriends, you know, I think they just knew, like, I wasn't trying to go out every Saturday night anymore. And at first I was kind of bummed, especially if I'd see him on Facebook, having a good old time. And then I kind of went back to like, well, was it a reason, a season, or a lifetime? And clearly it was a season. A great, great reason to break up a friend is if they become toxic. Yes, no toxic people, y'all. You know, those people who are manipulative, unreliable, gossipy, not the good kind of tea, but that like stank tea. But, you know, a friend should never put you down or constantly criticize you, make you feel bad about yourself, lower your confidence, or cause you stress or anxiety. You know, this is the kind of person you have to kick out of your life. They're soul-sucking. They're draining. They'll chip away at your spirit, and they'll just make you feel like you're something you're not. That's not how you want to live your life. That's not what life's about. You know, I've had to say goodbye to some people that I thought were really good friends over the years. And it wasn't always easy, but it was necessary. It was necessary for me. All right, so it is story time. Story time. <laughs> this makes me think of a story when I had to say goodbye to a chick I thought was a friend. In fact, I thought she was a really good friend. But um, yeah, I had, to, I had to learn that the hard way that she wasn't. Let me preface this by asking... Have you ever caught a friend butt naked in bed with a guy you were dating? 
No, no, no. Well, yeah, I have. So let me set the scene. All right. So I met a guy through a dating app um, and we were dating a few months. I really liked him, but I hadn't really brought him around friends yet. One night, one of my girlfriends invited me over to hang out and I was hanging out with the guy. So I was like in my head, well, maybe this is a good time to introduce them. We both went over. He drove me. And my girlfriend had a couple of other friends over. We all had some drinks. Her friends eventually left. And the guy I was seeing and my friend both had a mutual interest in music, like DJing. So they were messing around with her DJ equipment and playing different sounds and whatnot. And I was pretty damn bored. So I fell asleep. When I woke up, it was daylight and my phone was dead. I realized that homeboy was not on the couch with me. So I was like, damn, he must have left me. Okay, well. I know, that's kind of messed up. He could have just woke me up, but whatever, fine. I go ahead and venture into my friend's room. And I know I was tired, but I literally could not believe my eyes. There they both were, butt-ass, butterball, naked. I mean, naked, 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 naked in my friend's bed, right? No blankets, nothing. I think I started feeling like all the seven stages of guilt, but it just like stopped that anger. I was super confused. So I just walked back into the other room, kind of like leaving a crime scene. I'm like, what? I think I rubbed my eyes and then I went back into her room. And I'm pretty sure I did this a couple of times. Like I was in denial. Cause I'm like, uh-uh, that's hold up. That, that doesn't belong there. That's not right. Wait a minute. What? Whoa. So finally I accepted it. And I was like, damn, this is, this is for real. That's my friend. That's the guy I'm seeing. That's them. Okay. So I had to figure out what to do. My first instinct was, well, look for her cell phone. Oh, because <laughs> did I mention she had a boyfriend? Yes. A boyfriend who she oftentimes referred to as her soulmate. So I just thought it would be only fitting for her soulmate to get a picture from her, you know, first thing in the morning. But damn it, I couldn't find her phone. I was seething. I'm seeing red. And I just knew, okay, the best thing for me to do is to leave before I spontaneously combust and just go off on these people, right? So I just leave. And I decided to try to start walking home. And the operative word is try, because this was before Ubers and Lyfts, and I'm sure it didn't matter anyway because my phone was dead. But I think I walked for what felt like an hour with all these little scenarios in my head of like how this could have happened and why it happened and all this stuff. But eventually I was like, all right, I'm not going to make it home. I got to turn around. I need this man to freaking drive me back because how else am I going to get home, right? So try to make a long story short because trust me, it was it was long. But try to make a long story short, but not to skip over the good stuff. Basically, when I arrived back, I went ape shit. Okay, I did. I started screaming, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. I mean, repeatedly, repeatedly. I was going off. My friend tried to act like she was still asleep. No, poor thing, right? I'm not even playing. She just like slowly grabbed her sheet and tried to demurely cover up her little hoo-ha. And the guy, however, he had the nerve to be mad I woke him up. He was like, all right, all right, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. I'm like, what? And I just kept screaming, I need to go home! I need to get home right now! I was losing it. He couldn't find his shirt. I told him I didn't care, so he left shirtless. Heck, he might have been shoeless, too. I don't even remember. But I just remember him driving me home in his little beat-up EMW that it had leather seats, right? <laughs> and every time he leaned back, he'd be like, ah, 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 
hot, hot, because like the sun had, you know, made the leather seats hot and he kept burning his back. And I was like, good, burn, good. <laughs> oh yeah. Needless to say, me and the relationship with him did not last. And obviously neither did my friendship. She did try to call me later that day and give me all sorts of excuses. One being that she wanted to show me that he was no good for me. And I think I replied something to the likes of, thanks. So yeah, that was pretty much one of my biggest friendship breakups. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening. I just wanted to remind you that when it comes to friendships, set healthy boundaries, cherish those who cherish you, and keep those friends in your corner that you can create lasting memories with. As Helen Keller once said, I'd rather walk with a friend in the dark and alone in the light. Thank you guys for tuning in and letting me explain it all.